you hear the word build, I don't know about you, but buildings come to mind. You know, putting things together. Uh, I, and I'm a tinkerer in that stuff. I, I don't claim to be a professional. Uh, I'm a jack of all trades and master of none. Uh, so you who are in the trades, you know what this is all about much more than I do. Uh, but I can appreciate the techniques and the skills that are needed to put together the structures that we live and work in uh, and that we share as, as a community. Uh, they're important things. But one of the things that all structures have in common is that they are made up of many different parts and then they're joined together. And there's lots of different specialized parts for joining things together. You know, we all know about nails and screws, uh, but then there's joist holders and there's just a whole host of things. Uh, if you live in hurricane country, you know all about hurricane ties uh, because those are important down there to keep the building together when those big winds start blowing. The Bible uses building and building materials as a way to illustrate our relationship with Christ and our relationship with one another. In relationship to Christ, Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are a temple. That makes us a specialized type of building, not just a run-of-the-mill house or run-of-the-mill office building. We are a temple. But he warns us that we need to start off on the right foundation. And of course, that foundation is Jesus Christ himself. And as we begin to build, he says, be careful how you build. Choose the right materials because they're going to be tested. If we have used the right foundation, even though we may have made some mistakes as we build, that foundation will still support us and our hope remains secure. Now, the Apostle Peter expands on this idea in 1 Peter, the second chapter in verse 3. He tells us that each of us individually are living stones. And we are being built together into a spiritual house, the church, where we serve as priests to God. Though the descriptions of us of a building are common, uh, in describing that bond that we have with Christ and with each other, more common in scripture are the biological metaphors that are used, and they are numerous. Uh, and in a lot of ways, they go more to the heart of describing who we are in Jesus Christ. Our text this morning uses this type of biological model to illustrate the body of Christ and how it works together. This body which is joined and held together by every supporting ligament. And if you want to know how important supporting ligaments are, ask Ryan. That's why he's having the surgery Thursday. <laughs> uh, when they're not right in your knee, I ask Lori too. She's here. She's had that surgery twice as well. Uh, um, you know, it's important. Those ligaments, are, they're very important for holding the body together. When they fail, the body cannot function like it's supposed to. So the goal as Christians is that we become mature, the mature body of Christ, of Christ who is the head of that body. To do this, we must use those gifts that were uh, described when John was writing the passage, reading the passage. 
uh, those gifts that the Lord has given us so that the body of Christ will be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of fullness in Christ, the whole measure of fullness of Christ. How do we do that? How do we, how do we grow up into being that mature body of Christ? As a collective living stones, also as individual living stones. How do we become mature in Christ? I think a lot of the ways we do that is how we work with one another, how we build one another up. And I want to make a few points about that today, this idea of building Christian bonds. Now, if you're here today and you are exploring the Christian faith, we are so glad that you're here. Uh, but I want to let you know ahead of time that today my sermon is going to be focused very much on the members. I'm going to be exhorting them. Uh, translation, I'm going to be trying to light a fire underneath them. Uh, to get ready for our Community Fun Fest this next Saturday. As well as to get us going towards uh, the long-term goal that the elders have put in place now. Which is building Christian bonds. We're going to be following this for the next at least three years and uh, discovering the different ways that we can build Christian bonds with one another and with the world. But I believe in truth in advertising. Uh, to be a follower of Jesus Christ means commitment. And today, you're going to hear some things about what it involves to be a Christian, what it means to be a Christian, what it takes. I want you to remember, if you have any questions uh, about Christ, if you have any questions about how to become a Christian, uh, I am always available. Zach Shuey, our associate, uh, is always available. One of our elders would be glad to meet with you. Being a Christian, at least for me, is not just my job. It is who I am. Before I ever decided to go into preaching, I had given my life to Jesus Christ. I was serving him on a daily, weekly basis to the best that I knew how. Um, and that's where my life is built. And I'd love to share that with you. Uh, and, and so if we say something this morning that touches you and you want to learn more, please be sure to look one of us up uh, so that we can share with you that hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And by the way, I hope that you will come this Saturday to our community day. And church, you need to be there too. Uh, <laughs> Uh, be there for the fun, be there for the fellowship, be there for the joy that we just get to share of being together as a community. I think that's just wonderful. The bouncy houses, the food, the games, that's all a plus. Uh, but just being together is going to be good, and it's going to be a good day. So what does Community Day have to do with building Christian bonds? Well, in a word, everything. Our passage makes it clear that Strengthened bonds help mature the body of Christ, help, help it to grow. I think we get that spending time uh, working together helps the body of Christ grow and become mature. But what we too often forget is, that the, is what the primary purpose of the body of Christ is. It is to continue the work that Jesus Christ began when he was here on earth in the flesh, when he was in bodily form. And church, tell me, what was 
the purpose that Jesus came for. Why did he come? I heard it out there. Seek and save the lost. That's what we're here for. And our purpose as the body of Christ needs to be focused on that. And how does that, how, how does our relationship with one another figure into that? Well, very prominently. In the Gospel of John, uh, Jesus reminds, or John reminds us of the reason Jesus came. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus knew his purpose, and he commissioned his disciples to carry on that purpose by being his witnesses from Jerusalem through Judea, through Samaria, to the very ends of the world. We, you and I, are the latest links in that long chain of witnesses to the truth and power of our risen Lord and Savior. We build one another up so that Christ can be lifted up before the eyes of the world, before the eyes of a world that God loves so dearly that he gave his one and only Son to save them. We are the body of Christ in this world, and it is our privilege and, yes, our responsibility to share the good news with everyone we can. So reaching in to the fellowship of believers and reaching out into the world both help us build Christian bonds between one another and, most importantly, between us and others and the Lord. How do we do this? Over the next several weeks, uh, we're going to be exploring some of the essential elements needed to build our spiritual house, individually and collectively. Next week, we're going to begin looking at the foundation and the role that faith plays in building that foundation. And I hope you can be here. But if you can't, please, please, take the time to go online. Go to the website. Listen to the sermons there. They're, they're posted each week by about Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, they're posted. And you can keep up even if you're not able to be here. If you don't have access to the internet, let us know and we'll get you a copy of the sermon so that you can listen to it as well. Uh, we want to be working together uh, to build one another up uh, as we go through each and every uh, week. Church, just because you're not here doesn't mean that you are not a part of what we're doing here. You are. And we need to be uh, working together that way. But today, we're going to look briefly in the time we have left on how we build Christian bonds. How do we go about drawing others closer to Christ and closer to ourselves? What are some of the practical steps that we can take to do this? I'll offer a few this morning, but I want to give you a challenge. I want to encourage you to get together with each other after services. Maybe while we're eating down in the fellowship hall tonight or today. Maybe later on in the week when you go over to visit with one another in your homes. I want to give you this challenge to invent and innovate ways to build Christian bonds between yourself and those in the community, between yourself and those in the congregation. That we are to build these bonds is the command of our Lord. Remember he said, they will know you are Christians by the love you have for one another. 
We are commanded to do this. This is what is expected us, of us to do. How are we to build these bonds if we don't work at doing it? Matter of fact, that is a command, build the bonds, but the Lord kind of leaves it up to us on what to do. Why? Because there's going to be different things that can be done in different cultures over different times. Uh, we get to be a part, and isn't that a privilege? We get to be a part of figuring out how to bring that great commission into the world. For today, I'm going to give us three points uh, that will help you remember uh, uh, this whole idea of building bonds. And, and I've got a song to go with it. Now, the song is uh, a song called Take the Lord With You. And uh, men, you see that in the middle there? You've got a special part. Okay? You, you'll get it, all right? It's a real easy song. Uh, then on the chorus, chorus is an echo chorus. So I will sing the black part, and you guys will echo uh, uh, the, this, that, that part again after I sing it. You'll, you'll catch on real quick. It's pretty easy. Uh, so let's go ahead and, and uh, uh, get started with this song. Here we go. Take the Lord with you, children, everywhere you go. You've got to take the Lord with you, children, Take the Lord with you. 
if you claim the name of Christ. Because that is just exactly where he lives. Remember what I said Paul tells us? That we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That means God is dwelling within us. He does go everywhere we go because he lives inside of us. Remember, we just talked about that uh, with Paul and with Peter. Matter of fact, Peter reminds us that we are together built into that spiritual house where we carry out our priestly duties. I think it's pretty clear that individually and collectively, God is living in and working through us. Amen? He's there. We are the body of Christ. And where he is, or where we are, that is where he is. I guess I'm going to have to do each one of those lines. Here we go. Now we got it. That is what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. So whatever you do, uh, and wherever you go, remember that he is right there with you. The question we have to ask is, will we be glorifying God through our actions and our thoughts? Or will we be bringing shame on his holy name? That's the question for you and me. Our primary mission as the body of Christ is to continue the mission of Christ to seek and save the lost. Will we honor that or will we dishonor God in our bodies? And this isn't a litmus test kind of a thing. You know, the Pharisees were good at those, weren't they? They even tried to use them to dishonor and defame Jesus. Well, he hangs out with sinners, was one of their accusations, wasn't it? And you know what? He did hang out with sinners, but he didn't sin. The Pharisees practiced guilt by association. Christ associated with sinners to bring healing and salvation. So it's not so much who you associate with, but how you do it. Do you act like the world when you're with them or when you're alone? Then you are being worldly. Do you act like our Lord, offering love, acceptance, not approval, and hope? Then you are being Christ-like, and you are building bonds that will stretch between their hearts and Christ. That's what we're supposed to be up to. So how about loving one another? Christ gave us a new command. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. Now, building Christian bonds is more about relationship than it is about keeping rules. Let me repeat that. Building Christian bonds is more about relationship than it is keeping rules. Too often, we boil down what it means to be a Christian to church attendance and giving. And it's not about that. But if we are truly being transformed into the image of our Lord and Savior, where else would you want to be, church, than with his body? There is no such thing as a Christian without a church. And by that, I mean being identified as a member of a local congregation. How can you build bonds with others when you yourself are not willing to make Uh, to bind yourself to anyone else? How can you truly love each other if you do not know each other? So, no, attending church will not save you. 
But if you are saved, you will want to be with the body of Christ unless there's a really good reason to stop you. Now, I know it's not always easy to be a part of a group. Amen? It's okay to say amen to that. <laughs> you know, sometimes folks just rub each other the wrong way. But let me ask you a question. How else are you ever going to learn how to forgive if you're not next to people? How are you ever going to learn how to be forgiving and, and offer mercy if you are not also yourself forgiven and offered mercy? Now, I know that I have caused offense. And yes, I have been offended. But I can tell you that some of the most beautiful times that I've had as a member of the body of Christ is when I was able to reconcile with those who either I offended or who offended me. That stands as a greater witness to our loving Lord than any slick worship service we might be able to pull off or any profound sermon I might ever be able to preach. How we live with one another. We must take the Lord with us. Part of that is loving one another just as the Lord has loved us. But then we need to add one more thing. And we need to be intentional about doing this. We need to praise the Lord daily. We may do nothing to dishonor the Lord. Uh, we may go about uh, our daily lives and, and just do everything uh, in a way that brings the Lord honor. We may set a good example. We may be loving and accepting. We may be considered a good person. But if we fail to give God the credit, then we have missed the opportunity to build a bond between others and Jesus Christ. Now I know that there's a time and a place for everything, and folks can be turned off if we inappropriately force our witness upon them. But know this, if we never give God praise, then they will give you the praise, and that will be your reward. I don't know about you, but I want to hear the words from my Savior well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into your reward. Don't you? I hope so. When we give something as simple as a cup of cold water, it doesn't have to be complicated, folks. When we give something as simple as a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus, we are praising our Lord. And giving God the credit, praising Him, doesn't have to be awkward. It can be very natural. When you make a new friend, just be transparent about who you are. You know, eventually they're going to say, hey, you want to get together Sunday morning and go, you know, golfing. John, I'm preaching to you now. Did I, did that? Yeah, 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 you got me. Okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> let's, go, let's go hit the links on Sunday morning. And you say, you know what? I'd love to go golfing with you, but, you know, I love to be with my church family, and I'll be at church on Sunday morning. Can we, can we set it up for another day? You know, you've just given the opportunity. You've given God the praise by telling them, this is my priority. And you haven't done it in a pushy way. You've just done it in a way of informing them. This is my schedule. It doesn't have to be pushy. Uh, you can do it. Uh, maybe a coworker is having a crisis in their life. Let them know that you'll pray for them. And then do it. <laughs> be sure to do that. Uh, you don't have to memorize a testimony or have a really great testimony to give to people in order to praise God. You just have to let him shine through you as you carry him everywhere you go. 
Now this coming Saturday, church, you're going to have an opportunity to invite your coworkers, to invite your neighbors, your family, and your friends to meet other Christians. Who knows? They might make a friend with others and build a bond that will connect them to our Lord. You know, to paraphrase Paul, how can they believe if they do not hear? How can they hear unless someone shares the good news with them? In just a moment, we're going to sing what we traditionally call the invitation song. But today we're going to be using it more as a song of exhortation for us as Christians. We are soldiers of the cross of Christ. And we must stand up and shoulder our responsibilities and duties. The Lord is depending upon us to carry the good news of Jesus Christ to the world. We are to hold high his royal banner. That is our job. It is no one else's job. It is the job of the elect. It is the job of those that Christ has chosen. It is the job of those who have accepted salvation in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As we sing this song today, let's affirm our faith and let's affirm our duty to Christ as together we stand and we sing. <laughs> 